the Employment Law Show. Yeah, she just said that. We are here. You are here. So it's good to have you along. Skulls and Mackenzie. Mackenzie Irwin here from uh, San Fierro to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. You can check that out on your own. Google it. And uh, you'll find out exactly why, because they take care of you and all your employment law matters. You want to reach out to Mackenzie anytime, you can uh, you can do that. one 821 5900 When we're not doing this lovely show during the week, help at employmentlawyer.ca. FAQ about probationary periods, frequently asked questions. That's coming up in just a wee bit, Mackenzie. But we always start, my friend, with the uh, the week that was or case of the day. What do you got cooking? Yeah, so I, if you haven't been listening to the news, uh, Shopify uh, announced that they are mm-hmm. issuing a pretty significant layoffs again. So they're, they announced a second major round of layoffs, stating that they're going to lay off this time 20% of their global workforce, uh, and they'll be selling their logistics operations to Flexport Inc. So this comes after Shopify went through, uh, they went through their first round uh, starting in July of last year when they laid off uh, 10% of their global work- workforce. So this time they're, they're doubling that, they're going to lay off 20%. And the Shopify CEO made the announcement to to their employees this morning. And by now, the affected affected employees uh, have been advised. But um, we've had a lot of them calling in to have their severance packages reviewed. And um, the affected the interesting thing here is that Shopify has um, has told the affected employees that. They're going to receive a minimum of 16 weeks severance. Right. And they're saying this like, "Wow, look at us! We're what a what a great employer. We're treating you properly. You know, we're going to give you 16 weeks." And so, uh, off the top, you know, right off the bat, that might sound like a pretty good severance deal. And so, this uh, this announcement from Shopify kind of makes me want to address two things. The first being that signif- 16 weeks. You know, that's likely significantly less than your full severance entitlements. So it's really important when, when you're getting laid off that you don't take your employer at their word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you really, you know, whatever they tell you, you, you know, if they're telling you you're getting a fair package, it's really important that you have that reviewed by a lawyer. Don't just accept it um, as it is without having it first reviewed because if you do sign and you do accept it, you could be giving up your rights to a pretty significant uh, severance package and, and, and you wouldn't really know. So number one, 16 weeks is probably not uh, what you're actually owed. Um, number two is that um, this, you know, a lot of people are asking when there's a, what happens to your employment when the company is sold, when there's a sale of a business. You know, Shopify is selling their logistics operations to Flexport Inc. So what happens to those employees um, when, when that sale goes through? So I get asked this question all the time because it's a pretty common situation, especially in this time and age when companies are being sold. Um, so if you're, if, if you're, if the purchaser is assuming your employment, then you need to make sure that you get it, uh, in writing from the new employer that they are recognizing your previous years of service. Um, that's something that's really important that you get, uh, if, if you're going to be, um, carrying on employment with the new, with the purchaser. 
if they're not going to assume your employment, uh, then you're certainly you're entitled to severance from the seller. And sometimes this can get pretty complicated. So um, it's always it's always a good idea to have your severance package reviewed by an employment lawyer. But if it's uh, if you're getting terminated in the context of the sale of a business, uh, it's it's a major red flag. You're going to want to speak with an employment lawyer. Because I figure, you know, whatever twenty percent—I don't know what that twenty percent totals as far as the Canadian portion of that workforce is current. They're—they're they're probably banking on eighty, ninety percent of people just saying, "Oh yeah, great offer, thanks, buy Spotify, appreciate the employment." So they're going to save themselves a ton of coin, right? Absolutely. And so, I mean, that's one of the major myths of employment laws that when you're terminated, you're only entitled to a week, maybe two weeks per year of service. And so when, if you're, you've only been there for a couple of years and you're getting a a 16 week uh, severance package, you're going to think that's pretty good. But the reality is that, that you're likely owed significantly more. And for a lot of people, you know, it could be up to 24 months of severance. So, Something to really consider, and and absolutely, you know, your uh, Shopify can't force you to to sign and accept their package on the spot. You should just take a copy, let them know you want to take a look at it, think about it, and then have that uh, severance offer. Give me a call, and 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 I can review that offer for you, and and let you know what you're actually owed. And like every other offer, it should uh, include all the components of your compensation. I, mean, I don't know if anybody there has a company car or you know any benefits packages, all that stuff, you know, bonuses, all the things to go along with it. That all has to be included as well, yeah? Absolutely. Share yeah. options, anything like that. So certainly, it, it's not just 16 weeks of your base pay, it's 16 weeks of your total compensation package. So obviously, if, if you have other more complicated compensation packages, you're going to want to speak with someone because if that's not included in the, in the initial severance offer, um, then it, it absolutely should be. And, and certainly an employment lawyer, we can help you kind of uh, negotiate that and get that recognized by, by your, your employer. All about probationary periods. That is coming up after we take one short break, which is going to happen right now. So bring it on here. Employment Law Show Thursday evening continues. Stand by. And welcome back. And Mackenzie's here answering your question. She's got the brains. I just say, uh, hello, go ahead, caller. That's all I need to do. Get to the topic uh, du jour. That would be the FAQ, frequently asked questions about probationary periods. Uh, the obvious one, Mackenzie, right off the oh, top. Okay. What is it? How does it work? What's a probationary period? Yeah, so probationary periods, they're, uh, they're a time when the com- both the company and the employee get to kind of try out or test the role just to make sure that it's a good fit. So it's kind of like a, uh, a tryout period. Now, um, if during that probationary period, if either the company or the employee decides that you know, this is not a good fit. I'm not a good, this is not a good role for me. Or the company decides that that, that employee is not uh, cut out for, for the role that they hired them for. Then, then you've got, and in that, and you've got a contract in place that has a enforceable probationary period clause, then either party, so either the company or the employee can end the employment without any penalty or severance owed. So, uh, from the employee, employee side, um, if you want to end your employment, usually you have to give your, your employer some sort of notice that, uh, that you're leaving so that your employer has the necessary time to find someone to replace you when you're gone. Um, when you have uh, during the probate, if that's during the probationary period, you don't need to give them any of that heads up that you're leaving. Similarly, uh, during the probationary period, 
uh, if your employer decides that you're not a good fit, then uh, then they can go ahead and let you go without any severance. Are all jobs subject to an automatic probationary period or is any job for that matter? Right. So no, no jobs are subject to an automatic probationary period. Uh, it must be clearly stated in your employment agreement uh, in order for uh, for there to be an enforceable probationary period. So what that means is, is you have to have it in place uh, and uh, a you have to have a, a contract in place that has a probationary period clause. Um, and that probationary period clause actually must have some pretty specific language. So uh, if you've been terminated during your probationary period and you take a look at your contract and, oh, it has a probationary period clause in it, you should still consider having your situation reviewed by by someone uh, someone at our office because you could still be entitled to severance. And and that's because that specific, la- it, it has to have very specific language in order for that probationary period uh, clause to be enforceable. So... Don't just assume because you have one in your contract and your employer let you go during that uh, time period that uh, they're allowed to let you go without any severance. How long can it last generally or how long is a useful time period for a probationary period? So legally speaking, uh, your probationary period can can only be a maximum of three months, not a day longer. So I see a lot of uh, employment contracts that come in with probationary periods that are six months or four months or these very, very long probationary periods. And those probationary periods are actually illegal and those terms and those clauses are unenforceable. So it's as if that contract doesn't have any probationary period clause at all. So. Uh, what I've seen is, and I often see them in um, more uh, professional contracts where they want to make sure, you know, because you're an engineer, we want to make sure that you're, uh, you are a, a good fit for this role and you have yeah. the necessary yep. skills. And so we mm-hmm. want to take six months to make sure that that's the case. That kind of probationary uh, period clause is going to be illegal and unenforceable. And so, so basically... So I was, yeah, I was go just—I was going to say. So three months is the max. That's you can be uh, let go as long as the language is written in the contract without severance. So if someone puts in a six-month probationary, it's a moot point. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. It's as if it, it doesn't even exist. And uh, the interesting thing is that three-month period. So it can be a maximum of three months, and that three months starts on your first day with the company, the first day you show up to work. Can your employer put you on another probationary period after you've worked at the company for over three months? Then they get the wise idea? What do you think? Yeah, so <laughs> so I see this a lot, actually, and it comes up quite frequently when an employee is being promoted into a different role. Right. Uh, the company says, oh, you know what? We're going to promote you into this managerial role, for example. And, you know, we're not so sure. You've never been a manager <laughs> before, so we don't know whether it's going to work out, whether you're going to be really, whether you're really suitable for this man- this new position. And so we want to make uh, your new promotion. Uh, we're going to slide a, uh, a, se- a new probationary period clause into your new contract. So those are completely illegal and unenforceable and if your employer tries to let you go within that first three months of your new position then they and without any severance you are absolutely entitled to severance so 
in terms of once the three months are up, Mm -hmm. once you've been working for your employer for more than three months, the employer can't extend that probationary period past the three months or restart it at some period of time in the future. We see it, you know, I I mentioned we see it a lot when someone's getting a promotion. We also see it a lot when someone's going through some sort of performance review later in their employment. So you've, you've, been put subject to a pip and now they're going to say okay we're we're going to take the pip off but you're now going to be subject to another you know two month probationary period they cannot do that once the three months is up your probationary period is over and there's no opportunity uh, for your employer to let you go without severance unless they have just cause. You know, it's funny, that last scenario you just mentioned coming off a performance improvement plan saying, okay, now you've got a quick three month, uh, you know, probation. Um, it, most people would think, yeah, that's reasonable. That sounds legal. You know, I messed up. Apparently, I've, I've, I've been cleaned up now by the workplace. They like what I'm doing, but they just want to make sure. So they're going to put me on probation again. Most people would not even blink if their employer said that, would they? Yeah, absolutely. And and lots of people come to me after they've been let go when this probationary period has been reinstated in their employment and they say, "Oh, well, I thought I thought I was only entitled to X because I was part of this secondary probationary period." And no, that's absolutely not the case. They an employer can't reinstate a probationary period for disciplinary reasons. Um, it's, it's a three months, one and done. Once you work a day longer than three months, your probationary period is done and your employer has no right to, to reinstate or to restart the clock. So basically someone's been terminated uh, during a probationary period and, uh, that's it. They're done, but they've been provided no severance. What are the first, first couple steps they got to take? So yeah, that's one of the main things that I want to kind of address through this is even if you've been terminated during a probationary period and and your employer said, oh no, we don't owe you any severance because we terminated you during the probationary period. You're not entitled to anything. You should still contact uh, someone at our office, an employment lawyer, because you could still be entitled to severance. I actually had someone contact me the other week who, who was actually terminated before she even started working for the company. So the probationary period hadn't even started. She was really stressed because she'd just relocated for this job and she'd been obviously relying on the job to cover the cost of her move and to cover her cost of reinstating herself in in a new city. And so she came to me thinking, you know, I've been terminated. I haven't even started. I'm not really entitled to anything. But she, but I was actually able to negotiate. She is entitled to something because her contract didn't have the probationary period. It doesn't, it hadn't even hadn't even started. So you are still entitled to severance even if you haven't started your position. So it's always worthwhile to contact an employment lawyer. There's often something that we can do. Um, in the instance of this woman, I was able to negotiate a, a, a pretty significant severance package for her and, and relatively quickly. And she was, she was pretty happy because uh, now she's got some money to help ease that financial burden while she's looking uh, that transition when you're looking to find new work and she's got some some money in her pocket to help her bridge that gap 
Let's get to uh, an email here as we carry on. Uh, Mackenzie Gar says, guys, worked for a restaurant for seven years, and my boss always uh, lets me take an unused or about to expire food home with me at the end of the shift. I've been doing this for years. I got into a bit of a fight with my boss, and the next day I took the food home after my shift. I woke up this morning to an email from my boss terminating me for cause for stealing from the restaurant. I'm devastated because I love my job. I read online that stealing is just cause. Am I not entitled to severance? So he, he's Garth's actually, this is very interesting. Garth is actually likely, very likely entitled to severance. This, um, so this is likely not going to be just cause, even though theft is sometimes considered something that could justify a just cause termination. Right. It's always good to have your situation reviewed because, uh, if, if you've been terminated for cause, because there are si- situations when, um, you know, the just cause threshold is so high. Um, this situation that Garth is, ex- is explaining is not a situation that uh, that would rise to the level of just cause because Garth is actually, um, it sounds like, if he's, he's was working there for seven years, he, he, he actually, it sounds like his, his employer had actually condoned or agreed to that theft. Yeah, um, it's almost a term of his employment at this point. You know, take, exactly. uh, take some extra grub in the, at the end of the shift. Yeah, absolutely. So his boss has been permitting him to take this food for right. years. It sounds like this was an established practice, and Gar's employer will be seen to have condoned this behavior, or agreed to this p- behavior, and they can't now turn around and all of a sudden change their mind mm-hmm. and suddenly assert just cause for this. So Garth should absolutely be getting in touch with me because he could. You know, he could be entitled to up to 24 months of severance, and it sounds like maybe some additional damages for the bad faith manner that his his boss has uh, has terminated him. So, absolutely, Garth should be reaching out. Wow, eat it, employer. No, on second thought, don't. I'll eat it. Give me that doggy bag. Um, <laughs> Michelle is up next. She says, "Guys, I was fired last week after six years of service with the company. The problem is that a large part of my compensation was through shares in the company." It's a startup, so I agreed to take the lower salary than I typically would because the company would make up for that in these shares, right? My company told me that because I'm fired, I'm not entitled to those shares. Is this true? Wow. This is very likely not true. Um, certainly, she would be entitled to to those shares. And I, I honestly, I, I see this very often because... Uh, employees now, you know, you're you're getting in, you, especially if you work in in the the tech, uh, the startup world. Mm-hmm. You know, the startups can't really pay you the competitive salaries, the base salaries that that you're likely entitled to. Um, and and what they do instead is they offer you shares or equity in the company to kind of bridge the gap and really entice employees to come in at the bottom level and help uh, build the company up. The issue with that is that obviously your when the, when they go to terminate you, they're, the company is going to try and cut that equity out of any severance package that they owe to you or that they offer you. So, I, in in Michelle's case, I I would have to review the language in any um, share plan or employment contract that Michelle has, but in the vast majority of cases, particularly with these startup companies. Um, Michelle would be entitled to those shares that she's earned during her employment and that likely even, you know, the the share that she would have earned or could have earned during any reasonable notice period. So 
This is something that's pretty common in employment law. Employers don't like keeping their former employees tied to the company as shareholders after they've been terminated. So they try to cut cut the cut ties with that employee and cut them out of any um, share entitlements that they might have. But you're you're entitled to every part of your compensation throughout any reasonable notice period, and that would include any shares that either have already vested or that you would have earned throughout any notice period. So again, this is something that I, I would be happy to, to look into uh, in more detail for Michelle, and she can certainly uh, feel free to connect with me and I can help her pursue those shares. I think we got time just to get uh, Joanna in quickly here. Says, guys, I recently hired an employee in a warehouse who was great for the first few months of her employment, but then the second that she passed her three-month probation period, eh, she started calling in sick all the time, not showing up for her regularly scheduled shifts. We're not a large operation, so when she doesn't show up, we're left really short-staffed and can't get our regular workload complete. Can I fire her for cause? Uh, well, certainly not uh, based on what uh, what I've what I've seen. So. You, you can't terminate this kind of employee for cause. You may need to, to you know, if you need to terminate someone, you'd have to be, ter- based on what, what I've seen, you would have to be terminating them without cause and uh, by paying them severance. But uh, you would need to take a few more steps before doing so. Um, it, it seems like, you know, you'd need to inquire whether this uh, employee's excessive absences are due to an underlying disability um, that would need to be accommodated. Uh, you should you should reach out to that employee uh, and see whether there is something else going on to explain the absence and offer any kind of support or reasonable accommodation. Um, I would suggest that this employer, you know, that they write to the employee and request you could request a medical note for the employees, right. you know, from their physician to justify those absences, but. You know, once you've kind of ticked all those boxes and, and really realized what that there, you know, if there is a, a reason behind these absences, um, then perhaps you 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 could uh, terminate them. And I would likely say that that's without cause. So overall, I think you they need to be working with that employee to ensure that there's no human rights issues here or yeah. disabilities that need to be accommodated. Um, but I can certainly connect with uh, with them to kind of determine what uh, what steps they should take. And that is it for a Thursday. Mackenzie, nicely done. You can always reach Mackenzie now and her team, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca or the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show.